All right, this is James Montgomery. It's primarily pro football talk. And we thank you. Thank you for joining us. First off, thank you for joining us. We got our fantasy focus with Creason Jones today. He's uh come he's coming at us. Uh, first thing we're gonna start off with today is we're gonna talk about his situation with the teams that he has. So he has three of four of his teams in the playoffs. Is that right, Creason? That is correct, sir. Um yeah, you know, I was, I was pushing for the fourth one to make it, but I just got edged out uh, this week, actually. So um, only three of the four, James. I'm ashamed. I'm absolutely ashamed. <laughs> you're batting at 75% in sports. I think everybody would say that that is performing above average because 500 is average. <laughs> so that's that's not a that's not a bad stat. It's not a bad stat. You just know the right things to say, my yeah. friend. So, um, anyway, I wanted to highlight a couple things. Creason, most of his sleeper picks and sits are things that he does personally on his teams. So, we just wanted to highlight that. You know, sometimes you can you can make a bet or make a prediction, but if you don't put your money where your mouth is, it doesn't mean a whole lot. So, that's good. Just want to let everybody know. Um <laughs> So uh, the playoffs are here, definitely. Uh, yours started last week, right, Creason? Because you're in a two-week playoff, but some most people's playoffs start this week, right? Yeah, so it, it's interesting that they do it differently depending on the league. Um, but I was in the playoffs, yeah, starting last week um, in a two-week semifinal. Okay. So basically what they do is they take your totals from both weeks, add it together, um, and the winner is the winner, obviously. So it's kind of it's kind of weird playing the same person twice in a row, but it's also kind of cool because you know you get get a second chance at it. So it'll be interesting, man. I, I'm trying to. I'm actually down in that semifinal by about 16 points after the first week. So um, on that particular team. I'm going to have to make a couple moves that are really high risk, high reward, but we'll get into that. Okay. In just a minute. Okay. And um, so you finished eight and six, this first team right here, you're the fifth seed. Um, oh, oh, you got oh, your bottom team. Your bottom team got edged out barely fifth seed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the fifth seed and below, unfortunately does not go. And, uh, yeah, I lost this last week with that team. And so they were fourth. They moved down to fifth. And then this other team that did make it in went from fifth to fourth, uh, even though they both had the same record. So, you know, that's how it falls sometimes. You just got to let the chips fall where they may, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next thing's up. Uh, you got some You got some waiver, waiver ads, right? You wanted to talk right now for one of your yeah, teams? So, yeah, so um, – so for this team, um, and this is the the fourth seed team, um, I went ahead and picked up a few players that I think are interesting. Number one, Ryan Suckup, which which uh, um, excuse me, my kicker uh, went out with COVID this week for Tampa Bay. So um, I went and got Daniel Carlson in Las Vegas, and I, I think he's actually even an upgrade because. Um, they had suck up rated number seven and Carlson's rated number three as far as kickers go. So I, I actually sort of 
upgraded my kicker there on accident. I wasn't even planning on that, but I did. And then uh, after watching the way Baker's been playing, yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, I decided that he's probably going to be a good pickup, and he's got a couple friendly games uh, towards the end of the season. So I went ahead and picked up Baker, and I had to drop Cousins for that one. But yeah, um, yeah, really didn't feel bad about that one because I only played Cousins maybe once or twice this whole season. And then um, I went and got Marquise Brown. He was actually available in this particular league. And I don't really necessarily trust him. He drops a lot of passes, as we saw this week. But then again, he's also got huge playability. And Baltimore doesn't have a whole lot of good targets, pass catchers. Mm -hmm. So I went and got Marquise Brown. But this morning – he went on the COVID list. So Marquise Brown, I can't use anymore. And then another one that you might find interesting, James, is I went and got Galladay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was sitting in the waiver wires just because he's been injured for seven weeks, I think it is. Or or he's missed seven weeks total, something like that. Yeah. Um, because of his hip. But he's he's scheduled to possibly come back this week. And if he doesn't this week, I'm thinking he definitely will the week after. So proactively, I went out and got him, um, hoping that maybe he does make it into the game, in which case I'll put him in my starting lineup. Galladay is definitely a big-time receiver. He's just been hurt. Uh, Marvin Jones is pretty good, but Marvin Jones is is definitely complimented better when Kenny Galladay is in the game. So – yeah, he's definitely a wide receiver one if you can get your hands on him and if he plays. Yeah. And and what was the what was the other the other one you got? And then uh this that last move, I figured you would like that one. Uh Miami, their defense was actually floating around in this league. God knows why, James. God <laughs> knows why, but they were there and um you know, they've got a really, really friendly matchup this week. With New England. Um, with New England, yeah. yeah. Who, who turns the ball over like like their life depends on it. Yeah, and they're and they're so they're they're kind of one of those those up and down teams this year. They've just been up and down, but I think I think they're gonna hit the, the bottom. I think New England's on their way down to the bottom. They Yeah, especially after last week. Oof. And there's a crazy stat. They lose frequently in Miami. It's kind of a, it's kind of an intense huh. one. I'm not, I'm going to pull up the, uh, the, um, that crazy game versus Miami in Miami a couple years back with all the laterals. That was, uh, yeah, that was a crazy insane. one. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was watching old highlights on the NFL, um, website and, that was one of the highlights that was on this particular video I watched. And I didn't realize it, but it was actually Kenyon Drake that scored. Um, the Cardinals running back now. You remember Adam Gase was coaching that team? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, good for them, though, man. Um, yeah. Playing up and, and beating a team that they definitely had no business beating. Yeah. But um, anyway, second best team is – is your Kyler Murray team 11 and two second week, second week of a semifinal, right? 
this one. Yeah, so this is the one I was talking about that has the the two-week semifinal. Um, And this is one of my Kyler Murray teams. Um, Right now, the score is 142 to 124. So we both actually played a pretty good fantasy game, uh, but he's got the edge right now. So I've got to somehow make up, what is that, 18 points? Yeah, yeah, 18, 18 points I've got to make up, which isn't impossible, but it's definitely going to be, you know, it's going to be reliant on a couple of my guys going off. So for this particular team, I've been trying to find people that um, are maybe a little bit more high risk, but also high reward. Yeah. Um, so what I did first was I, I went out, um, I picked up Blankenship, the kicker and got rid of Jason Myers, the Seattle kicker. Nothing against Jason Myers. He's fine, but um, Blankenship has been deadly. He's been a sniper this year. Um, He had a couple rough weeks where I think he missed a couple kicks, but before that and since then, he's been solid. And um, because Phillip Rivers isn't always going to be able to punch it in in the red zone, he's not a great red zone quarterback, um, you you always add a little more value to the kicker of that team for that yeah. reason. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping that'll give me a little boost. And then the big one, dude, T.Y. Hilton was available in this league. And so I went out and uh, got T.Y. So he'll be making it into my starting lineup, probably over Corey Davis. Um and that's not to say that I haven't loved having Corey Davis in my lineups, but last week was a stinker for him. Yeah. They uh, just ran him got over all the passes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I just can't risk that this week. So um, I'll probably put TY in for him, but I, I still have some decisions to make. I mean, if you look at my bench there, James, I've got Galladay, I've got um, Jamison Crowder. I've got Cole Beasley. Corey Davis and Tyreek Hill, which all of those players I, I hold in high regard. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So it's, it's going to be a tough decision and I'm probably going to wait a couple more days to see how things play out with injury and COVID before I decide who's going to go in. But um, I guess it's a good problem to have when you have lots of options at receiver. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, I think the receiver the receivers are an underrated part of fantasy, even though they're not like the highest valued, but they're kind of the underrated yeah. part because they could blow up on you, you know. <laughs> yeah, they they can uh, they can give you thirty points every once in a while. Yeah, just like uh, superstar Cole Beasley did. So I'm I'm gonna leave Beasley in. I, I can't take him out because of his propensity to go out and have a huge game. Um, well, and it seems like he's just targeted. He's just highly, you know, that's just a good, he's just targeted by, by Josh Allen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen is, is such a good quarterback and, and gets it to all three of those pass catchers. And Beasley is really, really, really good at what he does in the slot. Mm -hmm. Um, he reminds me so much of Wes Welker in his prime so much. He is so similar to Wes Welker, man. So, so, b- so before we move on to this last team, what is what is your advice? You know, because because you were talking about kickers, and normally you don't even talk about 
like like normally you wouldn't even talk about a kicker but like what's kind of your advice to people who you know they're going into the playoffs and you know it's kind of a do or die situation so like the fact that you picked Blankenship you looked at all of his uh numbers intangibles and you do you do you go with the numbers or do you go with your gut like what's what's the what's the route you go you know um i i gotta say it's it's probably not the answer you're hoping for but it's definitely a combination of those three things and um i I, you know i guess in the end it's it's my gut yeah but before i go with a gut feeling i try to exhaust every possible piece of information available to me so you know I'll, i'll look back and see okay have they played this team before how did they do when they played that team before um what's the matchup this week as far as rankings um how did he how has he been doing the last couple weeks it's really important that a, that a player is um producing consistently and if you see that a player is producing higher than you've normally seen and it's gone on for a week or two you know two to three weeks then you've got yourself a much better, um, safer pick because you can kind of go off of what he's been doing. So I, I never like to make a pick just based on, um, you know, my gut without any data whatsoever. So I guess that's my advice. Look back, look at how the player has been doing recently more than how they've done over the course of the year because players tend to be kind of streaky mm-hmm. up and down. Yeah. And uh, you want to ride the wave while you still have the wave. And then once the wave crashes, you want to make sure you're off of it before it happens. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. Cause I, that, that, that would be curious for me. So your last team here, you're the 12, this is your best team. You're 12 and two going into the week, week, first week of uh, the semifinal in the, in the um, playoff. Let's yeah, talk about so this, this is just a regular one-week semi, like you said. Um, I'm so proud of this team. You know, 12-2 and two is my best record ever, James. Yeah. Uh, I've never done that before, so I'm very proud of myself, I guess I could say. Um, but really, the, the main reason why this team edges out the other Kyler Murray team is because I have a solid running back. Um, in Alvin Kamara. Um, the other team has great receivers, just like this team does. Um, this team has Robert Woods, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Chris Godwin, Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis. I mean, I love those guys. Those, those guys are all really, really good. Um, but the big difference is that I have Kamara in this team. And on the other team, unfortunately, I drafted Zeke to be my RB1. So there is a little bit of a difference um, in talent between my two best teams. Yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting one because, you know, having Kamara and having Ezekiel is kind of like a crucial pick. You know, that's kind of like a crucial difference, especially in this season. So, Yeah, um, man. And you never know at the beginning when you draft these players how it's going to go. I mean, there's no way that I would have ever thought Zeke would be this bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 still crazy. But, you know, you just have to kind of get lucky sometimes. And I think in this particular team, 
you know, little combination of luck and then picking up targets when I could. Well, and then like uh, last year, Christian McCaffrey went out. Like I'm sure he was like a top pick for everybody. He goes out like early on in the season and yep. it's like, well, <laughs> everybody who had him's kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah. So, so Zeke is not the only running back one RB one that has failed fantasy owners this year. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. So I wanted to briefly cover what we got right, what we got wrong. couple things, big ones. T.Y. Hilton for the Indianapolis Colts scored 25 points. Uh, Phillip Rivers, again, the Colts yeah. are a team that are very good and nobody's talking about them. I would not be surprised if I saw the Colts in an AFC title game versus the Chiefs. Would not be surprised. And, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you and I were talking about uh, the Colts earlier before the show, and, uh, you know, we both listened to Cal Colin Cowherd um, every once in a while, and we were talking how, how crazy it is that he doesn't even have Indy in there. Yeah. It's like, he doesn't have Indy in there, and he has Buffalo over Kansas City. Over Kansas City, and yeah. and and I, yeah, I mean he he has the the data to to for his argument, so I'm not sitting here saying it's necessarily wrong, but I am saying it's like I, I still take Kansas City. <laughs> you know? Me yeah. too, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick anybody else for Kansas City as my number one team. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, we got the Washington defense right. They scored 23 points. They had a huge game versus the. They had a huge game versus the uh, um, uh, San Francisco 49ers. That was no no offensive touchdowns. The defense scored the whole game, so that was a good. That was good. Um, Robert, yeah, for sure. Robert Woods and J Jerry Goff on a sit. Those are good calls. Um, what we didn't get right was Sam Darnold and Jamison Crowder, guys. We thought might be throwing for their lives just fell flat on their faces in the midst of a probably 0 16 season. There is an interesting, there is an interesting take, however, on maybe the jets versus the new England Patriots at the end of the year. Not the, now that the Patriots aren't playing for anything, that game could be maybe like a brawl just to, just for the Jets to win a game because the players on that team do not want to be remembered as an 0-16. No. Everybody on the Jets will show up for that game. They will show up for you that what? game. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that, man, but you're right. Like They're going to be playing for their lives. They, um, you might see the best Jets team you've ever seen all year in that last game. And the only reason I say that and not before – the only reason I'm saying that is because the teams they play prior to that game. The teams they play prior to that game, if everybody's ready, they play the Rams this week, and then they play the Browns. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, the Rams, then the Browns, then the Patriots. And so they're they're not going to beat the Rams or the Browns because the Rams and the Browns are playing for yeah. something, and the Patriots won't be playing for anything. So you're going to see an inspired Jets team week 17. So just, just – uh, just saying, you're going to see a huge money line on there, and you might want to go towards the other way. You might want to go towards the dog on that one. I, I am in 100% <laughs> agreement, man. Uh, that's a really good point. 
I, I yeah. think you're right. I think we might see a really, really good Jets team week 16 against the Patriots. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Cooper Cup on a sit scored 14 points. Uh, Taysom Hill scored 19 and Bears defense played really good. And those were all things we picked wrong. However, yeah, that's okay. Because this week we got the picks. We got the picks. So. Your yeah, court- this week they're they're all going to be right. <laughs> <They're> all- <laughs> we're we're usually pretty good. I I would say this was our 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 this last uh, week fourteen was not our bet. Like that was probably one of our worst weeks. I think we've done pretty good otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree, man. I think that you know even though we did okay, it was probably our worst week. So yeah, normally I think we we pretty much get it right. Yeah, yeah, and then. And then, yeah. (laughs) And then our QB sleeps, Jalen Hurts, of course. I think this is a pretty automatic one for everybody who. You got it. Yeah. It's automatic. Like, I I don't think. Yeah. Go. go. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's cool, man. I I just, it's like you put up 19 against probably the best defense in the NFL in the Saints. Um, And that whole team just looked so re energized. You know, Obviously, it hurts me to to pick any player that's going up against the Cardinals, but um, you may not have a choice. You may have to play a different quarterback this week. So um, even though the Cardinals are number 12 against quarterbacks in fantasy, which is pretty good, um, I would expect Jalen Hurts to have a pretty good performance this week. Yeah, and and I'm in complete agreement because these these gadget quarterbacks, the thing about them – is that they're going to work for a little bit before people catch on. You're going to have about a three-week window of just really good football play by that quarterback, and I think it's just good. Like, if your quarterback goes down or whatever your situation is, that's a good guy to pick up if if you need it. Uh, You also got got Baker Mayfield on here. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I think that's – Yeah, so uh, Baker, man, I mean – um, I would not have put him on this list two weeks ago, but after watching him uh, continue to develop, he's making some throws that he wasn't making at the beginning of the year. Um, he's looking good. And, you know, I don't love the Browns receivers right now. You know, obviously their best guy, um, ODJ. OBJ is uh, still hurt, but you know Higgins is pretty good, and you know you already know I like Landry, so yeah. he's got guys to throw to. Now, the one thing I'll say, James, as a warning, is the Giants are number five against quarterbacks in fantasy, so it is a tough matchup for Baker. Um, but you may want to go ahead and pick him up and save him for the last couple weeks because I think he has uh, friendly matchups in the last couple weeks let me double check that yeah and and he he, yeah he plays the jets next week so i mean he plays the yeah that's it yeah yeah. Yeah. he plays the jets the next week so it's it's not a bad pickup at all i don't think yeah i agree with you um um philip rivers has um a rematch against houston and if anybody's playing houston Probably want to play him. However, however, to note, Houston did almost beat Indianapolis last time. It's very close. If it wasn't for 
uh, James, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson fumbling on the one yard line, I think Houston would have won that game. However, yeah, Houston's not playing for anything. They're just not. There's, they're, they got nothing to play for. So it's like, it, it's a really risky thing to not play somebody playing Houston right now. I, I think it's more risky not to play somebody than it is to play them. Yeah, yeah I agree, man. And, um, you know, it will be a good game again. I think it'll be coming down to the wire just like the other uh, matchup was. But, um, you know, even though Indy almost lost, Rivers still had a great game last time against Houston with 19 points mm-hmm. um, in week 13. So, you know, if you have data on how a player did against the, the same team they're playing this week, you got to go with that data. That's that's always been my feeling. Yeah, yeah. And so moving on to our running back, running back sleepers, you got Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins in. Yeah, the Baltimore backs. Um, you know, Baltimore is, I believe, the leading rushing team. Yes. Yeah. It's it's overall now. They got twenty two hundred, and the Titans are second with like twenty one or something. Okay. And obviously, um, you know, Lamar has a lot to do with that. But um, here here's the breakdown for the the Baltimore backs, James. So last week, Dobbins saw fifty eight percent of the snaps, mm-hmm. um, and ended up with a pretty good game, thirteen and a half points. Um compared to Gus Edwards, who only played in 26% of the snaps, but he still equaled Dobbins's uh, yard total. They both had 53 yards. Um, and he also had two touchdowns. So even though Edwards played less, he ended up with the higher fantasy line at 18 and a half points. Oh, wow. That um, is interesting. That's yeah. an interesting, yeah. So I actually... I don't mind either player. If you need a running back, Gus Edwards is probably going to give you more volume and Dobbins is probably going to give you more big plays. So I like either of them. And by the way, James, they have a really friendly matchup this week against Jacksonville, only number 28 against running backs. Oh yeah. You got to so play. I them. think you got to play both. Yeah, of them. man. Yeah. And, and they're both available in a lot of leagues. Yeah. So I, I would definitely go with one of them if, if you need a back well, this week. Well, Baltimore had that rough stretch against really rough yeah. teams. Like they played like they played the Titans and the Steelers. Like they played the Steelers twice and the Titans. And and they were just playing these back to back, just brutal, brutal back to back games. And now they're on this easy stretch, which I don't think Baltimore is the better team out of between them and Miami. I think Miami's a better team, but because of Baltimore's yeah. schedule, I think Baltimore's in the playoffs just because just of their schedule. Not because I, I think they're better. It's, it, I, I don't think they're better. I think, but I think, I think they're in the playoffs. So they're going to have a shot. And I don't think Miami is, yeah. unfortunately. So, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally agree, man. And, you know, I, I may not have felt as strongly about that. Mm-hmm. two weeks ago but yeah. because of the way Lamar has been playing and the way that that offense has finally started to get it going um now they look more like the old Baltimore yeah and so yeah. now I'm ready to go to say okay so you guys you guys can do some damage in the playoffs yeah um, but they they weren't looking so good for a while there yeah Dolphins got Patriots this week uh Patriots Raiders Bills so it, their schedule is not quite as favorable as a Jacksonville, uh, 
let me see. Let me just double check the Baltimore Ravens last six weeks. But they, they they're they're for sure gonna win this week. We already know that. And sure. uh, they have the Bengals left on their schedule as well. They got the yeah, uh, Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. Much just it's not even. Not even close. Not even close. So, um, yeah. yeah. So you got we got them playing. Then you got Cam Akers for the L.A. Rams, and I completely. I mean, he's he looks great. I, I've I, I I've seen the Rams play a couple times those last couple weeks, and he's just. I mean, he's definitely the guy that stands out to me on their whole team. So yeah, um, he's really finally brought consistency to that position for L.A. Um, you know, I, I don't mind Henderson, and I don't mind the other back that plays over there um, in LA. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah. yeah, and this in this next one you had you had on here is really interesting. Miami running back Lynn Bowden, and you got a lot to say about him. So, yeah, yeah, James, it's it's rare that I get this excited about a new player this late in the season. Um, but this guy is so interesting. All right. So yeah. looking back at his history, when he was in college, he went to Kentucky. Okay. So he, he played in the SEC. He yeah. played with the big boys. Um, and he was so athletic that they actually ended up moving him from receiver to quarterback his senior year because um, Kentucky just didn't have a, anybody else. But that right there shows you how elite of an athlete he is that you can play any position. Um, so last week, he only had one carry, I believe, um, for two yards. That was all he had for, for his carries. But they ended up putting him in the slot, and he ended up getting 82 yards on seven catches. So I, I like this guy because, you know, being a running back slash receiver, you can put him in – either position in your fantasy lineup. You can put him in as a running back. You can put him as a receiver. You can put him as a flex option. And no matter what he ends up doing, whether he carries the ball or whether he ends up in the slot again as a receiver, um, he's extremely athletic and extremely talented. He was making guys miss last week. He was getting all sorts of yards after the catch. I don't know where this guy has been the whole year, but Miami finally – had enough injuries to where they decided to play him and the guy put up a monster stat line. So I am super high on this guy. He's only projected to score about eight points in the fantasy projections, but this is one of those weeks where I'm looking at that projection and saying, there's no way. I mean, the, the only reason that I, I'm going to take him out of my lineup is if Gaskin comes back and if another one of their running backs comes back this week from injury. Yeah, but but because so, because so they're decimated. They're decimated because yeah. of COVID and cuz of injury, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't know why they wouldn't play him every week even if they do get those guys back, but that's that's the last warning I'll say on Lynn Bowden. Put him in unless Miami gets back Gaskin plus another running back. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Bowden is still a good play. If Gaskin comes back, okay, just but yeah. If another running back comes back, he'll probably move down the depth chart. Yeah, it's one of those waves you were talking about that might he might be waving towards the end of the season, right? He might be a wave yeah. you catch towards the end of the season. Yeah, 
exactly right, my friend, trying to catch that wave. And sometimes, you know, especially like with my situation, I'm behind by 18 fantasy points. I got to make some plays that are a little risky, but yeah. potentially could pay off. Yeah. So this is one of those moves I highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good to know. Uh, wide receiver sleeps. You got T.Y. Hilton, which, I mean, maybe maybe not a sleeper at this point, right? Maybe maybe a guy you should probably leave in your lineup anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, after the last few weeks, um, the, the last few weeks he's had, uh, I felt really lucky to get him. Um, I was able to pick him up in, I think the the second best Kyler Murray team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's my number one wide receiver waiver wire recommendation this week. Um, he's put up big numbers three weeks in a row now, James. 18 against Tennessee, 25 against Houston, and 25 this week against Las Vegas. So now that Indy has Houston coming into their stadium for a rematch, I would expect another huge game from T.Y. I don't see why that wouldn't continue. Yeah, no. So no. Definitely check and see if he's available in your leagues. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk for San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned him several, several weeks ago, and, and I've, I've liked him the whole season, but um, – I am really high on him right now. He's put up 20 points the last two weeks against good secondaries. Um, Buffalo, who you don't normally think of as like a good secondary, they're actually number 13. Yeah. Um, they only allow um, uh, 20. Is it? Is, is this the number you have? Oh, 20. I'm sorry. 5? No, that's, that's what he scored. He, he scored 20 and a half. Versus Buffalo. Versus Buffalo. Okay. Yeah. And then – we know how good Washington's defense is. They're number four against receivers. He put up 22 against Washington. And and this is with a second-string quarterback, man. So Brandon Ayuk, I think, is a guy who often you don't think about, um, you know, kind of sort of like a Curtis Samuel type of player. Yeah. But he, he can put up a 20, 25, 30-point game. He has that much athletic ability. So I, I like him also as a high risk, high reward player. Well, and he plays uh he plays Dallas number twenty six. Yeah, that that defense is terrible. That game that that's actually going to be yeah. a game nobody watches. That's going to be good, I think. Dallas and San Francisco. I agree. I actually think I that's going to be a really entertaining game to watch. Uh, but obviously, there's no there's almost zero implications in it, so uh, yeah. nobody's gonna be watching. Uh, Corey Davis for Tennessee. He only caught three last week, uh, but he had a huge week prior. So he's playing Detroit secondary, and they're number 29th against receivers, right? So so that's a yeah, guy. Yeah, man. So um, he, he, again, is – he's a little bit riskier, high-risk, high-reward, because um, Brown is the primary target yeah. um, over there. But, I mean, he put up 30 the week before, like you said. So – the big play potential is huge, and um, if it goes anything like it did the week prior to last, maybe he's you know maybe he gets a higher stat line than Brown. So he's a little bit riskier. You don't know if he'll get the volume, but he is so talented that you could also get a huge game out of him. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. And then uh, moving on to tight ends, uh, you got Tanyan. Green Bay tight end. 
Yeah, I, you know, I've mentioned him a, a bunch recently, but I really, really like him. And one of the – this is actually something that I've kind of picked up on recently, James, a, a new fantasy football skill, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I have decided that I need to look more at the quarterback of my of my tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I had been picking my tight ends – more based on their pass catching ability and their talent. Yeah. Which can pay off. Obviously, you know, you want you want tight ends that can <laughs> catch the ball and are talented. But what I mean by that is I look at Tanyan as the best option possible because he has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. And so if you're gonna look at tight ends, especially right now when it's fantasy playoff time and the stakes are high. If you're trying to decide between two tight ends, go with the quarterback that is better and more consistent. Hmm. So um, for me, Tanyan is just a great pick, and he's still floating around uh, just because he was he was unknown before the start of the year. Um, his last three opponents, Carolina, uh, number 26, Tennessee, number 21, and Chicago, number 30 against tight ends. Those are his last three opponents of the year. So Tanyan is not only a guy that I would be high on in a normal week, but he's also going to have playability the rest of the year. So he's definitely my my number one tight end sleeper. And, and your next one, you got um, uh, Hawkinson, Detroit's tight end. Um, one thing I, I do want to inform you is Matt Stafford's not – uh, he, he's, I don't know what his status is, but he's definitely not sure if he's going to play. So that's something to watch that's out good for. To note. Yeah. That's something yeah. To watch so out for. yeah, that's really good to note. Um, because if he doesn't play, yeah, neither does Hawkinson sit him down. Yeah. I, I know that, uh, you know, Hawkinson might still have a great game without Stafford throwing him the ball. He's, he's talented enough, but again, look at the quarterback. You know, if you have two tight ends that are equally good, go for the better quarterback. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good thing to point out, especially uh, like before you, there was, there might have been like eight or nine good quarterbacks, I mean, tight ends like a couple years ago, but now there's like three. You know, it's like if you don't have those yeah. top three, you're, you're basically done. You're just like, oh, I don't, basically, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's just out there, you know, cause I, I remember going back. You had like last year. You had Goddard and and uh, Eifert, yeah. and you know you had all the uh, you know along with Kelsey and Kittle and Logan Thomas. Yeah, yeah. You had all these guys, but now I I can't even. I can only think of like two right off the top of my head. So um, yeah. And then you got Dan Arnold on here for Arizona. Yeah. So a new name on there for you, James. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you got to watch the Arizona game last week. Um, but he made a gorgeous catch in the back of the end zone. I did see that. Um, that I kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that play showed off his athleticism. He is so athletic, um, huge vertical, and he runs great routes. And Kyler Murray has been looking for him more and more um, recently. So I really like Dan Arnold as maybe a little bit higher risk, but also – high reward player. Um, 
he's caught three touchdowns in the past two weeks against the Rams and the Giants, man. Really good defenses. So um, this week against Philadelphia, only number 23 against tight ends. I think Dan Arnold is a great play. So if you can't get Tanyan or Hawkinson is uh, not able to play because Stafford doesn't play, I would go with Dan Arnold over in Arizona. Awesome. That's a that's a great point. Lot three touchdowns the last two weeks. Yeah, um, big games. Just ride those waves. You see a wave coming, you jump on it, and then when it's when you see it leaving, you get off of it, right? You try, you try to get off before everyone else. Yeah. Exactly right. It's just like the stock market. It's yeah. just like the stock market. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. We got defensive sleep. So we got Miami and Indianapolis. And right off the bat, you would think that these are automatic starts, but yeah, but yeah, hilarious, right? Like, yeah. Um, and and I, when I was typing these, I was like, you know, James is going to make fun of me because these aren't, you know, these guys, these guys are too good to be sleepers. Yeah. But James, they were available. I mean, yeah. I just you saw, I picked up Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then uh, the Colts are, were also available in I think the the other league that I. Um, in the fourth seat. So anyway, they're, they're out there. So just double check guys. You never know who is floating around in a league. Sometimes players get let go that are really good because a a fantasy owner has to drop them to, um, to put someone else in that week. Sometimes you just don't have a choice. Like I had to drop Curtis Samuel from one of my lineups um, which made me cry for 25 minutes, uh, <laughs> but I got over it. You know, I'm okay now. Yeah. But um, I had to drop Curtis Samuel, and you know how much I love. We we all love Curtis Samuel. He's an underrated player. That's an underrated football player. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, and That's so awesome. so yeah, the Colts. I I will say the Colts probably were dropped a, because they they gave up some serious yards the last couple weeks, uh, maybe last yeah. three weeks. However. Uh, this week they're playing the Texans, and there's a good chance yes. they're going to get some turnovers, right? So, yeah, man, um, it's a rematch like we were talking about with Rivers um, and T.Y. Hilton. It's a rematch with Houston this week. This time the Colts have Houston at home, and the last time they played in Week 13, I believe it was, uh, the Colts' defensive line tore through the Texans offensive line. Like they, they ended up with the defensive trifecta, an interception, a fumble recovery, and a safety. So um if you can get the Colts, they're not always available, that's for sure. But if you can get them, yeah, you're in good shape. Good. Yeah. So uh, running back sits are top ones. You got Rojo, Ronald Jones Jr. Rojo. Yeah. Yeah man. I, I, I really like him. I really like Ronald Jones, but he had surgery yesterday on Tuesday to repair his broken pinky um, that happened in the game last week. And then uh, just to make sure that he doesn't come back this week, he went on the COVID list. <laughs> so he has a he has a repaired pinky and he's he has COVID. He's not going to play this week. So I guess, uh, you know, yeah, it's not really worth saying to sit a player that isn't playing. Yeah, but. When I put together this list, he he was he was he was on the play. yeah he was on there. And then yeah. you said the the Arizona running backs Drake and Edmonds. Yeah, um, 
like we said, you know, Philadelphia, for all their problems, the one thing that they don't have a problem in is that defensive line. It's great. It is a really good defensive line that stops the run. Um, they're actually number nine against running backs. So I don't want to play Drake or Edmonds this, this week. Edmonds is probably the smarter play if you must play an Arizona back because of the pass catching. That's probably going to help him over Drake, who's more of just the, the ground and pound runner. Um, but Arizona mixes it up, and they haven't followed that pattern as much as they did those first five <laughs> or six weeks. So, you know, Arizona running backs, just a risky play this week. Mm-hmm. I would just stay away from it if you can. Yeah. And then we got we got the Jets, Crowder. for We're moving on to wide receiver sits. So Crowder and Curtis Samuel for the Panthers, unfortunately. We, we all love Curtis Samuel, but not a good time to play him. And the Jets Crowder, unfortunately, they're playing the Rams, which is number one, and the Jets are really bad. <laughs> so I, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll go right. We'll go right to the QB sits. <laughs> the- okay, so QB sits. Um, Cam Newton. He's got a tough matchup against LA. Um, oh, I'm sorry, LA last week he had. Um, it showed just how much he can struggle against good defenses. This week. Going into Miami, a defense known for its ability to cause turnovers, which, yeah. as we know, James, is a huge problem for Cam Newton. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Miami is going to get two to three picks. Um, or I'll just say in general, two to three turnovers, I think, yeah. this week. Yeah. So definitely sit Cam down. And then um, this one might surprise you. I don't like Justin Herbert this week, man. Um his last two games, he's looked lost. Four interceptions, only three touchdowns during that stretch. Last two games. Um, he has a favorable matchup with Las Vegas, number 22 against quarterbacks. But he scares me in a yeah. fantasy playoff situation like this. Oh, yeah, that's a um, good point. That's with, a good point. With that yeah. Jekyll and Hyde tendency of his, um, he really scares me. So – can you play Justin Herbert this week? Yes. It, it's not It's not necessarily a dumb move. Um, it could turn out to be a good move. But he's scaring me recently, man. Something's off with him, and yeah. I just don't know what it is yet. Well, and it's a short week. So, you're getting them on a short week, and you're getting yes. a Raiders team that could be a little more inspired because they are still in playoff contention. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, to me, this feels like a like a twenty to seventeen game, not not a thirty five to thirty like people might think. Agreed. You know this. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, your next up defensive sits. You got the Giants going up against Cleveland, top top five running team, top three running team, and then Eagles. Yeah. You got the Eagles defense as well. So, if you want to, yeah. Um... You know, because the Eagles are going up against Arizona, um, who who could put up a lot of points on you, um, it's a risky play to put Philadelphia in there. Th- this is another one where, yeah, they, they could end up doing okay and having a good fantasy game. But um, I think it's just too dangerous as 
uh, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are still in the top three for red zone offenses mm-hmm. um, and, and punching it in. So I think the Eagles are just a little too risky this week to play, yeah. even though normally I really like their defense. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Giants against the Browns. Uh, I, I would probably agree with this. Uh, I don't. I think it could be a blowout. And I know they moved this game to is it a night game. They moved it to a night game, either Sunday night or Monday night. And it that in, in my opinion, I, I don't like the matchup for New York right now. So, yeah, um, it scares you because Cleveland can run the ball. And so they could control the clock and, and beat them at their own game, essentially, rather than, than the Giants doing it to them. I know that the Giants are going to try to get out to an early lead and then just pound it um, with Gallman. But we don't. I, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. I, I actually am excited to see it because I really don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, that's good. It's good to know. Uh all right, we're praying for Ronald Jones Jr. because he's he had the finger surgery, but also he just uh, yeah, he's, got the, he's got the COVID now, and we just got the vid, bro. Dude, we just we just want him, Lord. We just want Ronald Jones Jr. to come back healthy and play well, which he's been outperforming Leonard Fournette. So we just thank you for that. Amen. So Amen. we just, yeah, we just uh, keep going. All right, this was uh, James Montgomery, and this was our fantasy focus with Creason Jones, Week Fifteen.